Hello, lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and this is the second half of our doubleheader this week. Of course, uh, you go listen to episode 120, myself and Fan Fights, Colette Aaron, uh, work through all of our thoughts on AEW Full Gear, everything from the perfection that was CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston to Adam Page's uh, coronation as AEW World Champion, really culminating all of the the buildup that we've seen over the past few years there. Uh, outstanding stuff. But this one, right here, we are sitting down with a legend in the pro wrestling business who is getting her shot at the Impact Knockouts Championship this Saturday on Turning Point. Yes, we have Mercedes Martinez on the show. Um, it was awesome to have the chance to sit down and talk with her ahead of her big match against Mickey James this weekend. Um, you know, it's been really awesome to see her uh, land at Impact after um, exiting uh, WWE, um, as well as just continuing to get all the amazing opportunities that she has. You know, 20 years now, 21 years now into her career, long overdue, but definitely amazing that they are happening for her um you know she is mercedes i say this in the interview a bit but like she is someone who yes she's an lgbtq pro wrestling legend she's a women's pro wrestling legend but overall she's just a a wrestling legend she's just uh, outstanding and has been an example and and a role model for so many people that have come into into the business um it was just a, a great opportunity to have the chance to to chat with her not just about the match with mickey coming up or about her time at impact but also about so much of her journey through pro wrestling as someone who is out um to varying degrees depending on the era throughout the the span of her career we even got the chance to speak a little bit about um that her match with cassandro at rise pride and joy a few years back um which is still a banger. Go out of your way to check it out. It's outstanding. Now, with all the preamble out of the way, let's just jump right into my chat with Mercedes Martinez. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I am very excited to have as my guest this week uh, the woman who will be challenging Mickey James for the Impact Knockouts cha- uh, Championship coming up uh, at Saturday's Turning Point event. Uh, she has been a champion in nearly every place that she has been. She, I think, my, regarded by myself and so many other people as um, not just LGBTQ wrestling royalty or women's wrestling royalty, but just simply wrestling royalty. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, welcome to LGBT in the ring. Uh, thank you. Thank you, man. You really hyped me up. <laughs> <laughs> You're deserving of it. I mean, you, you've had a, a 20 year <laughs> career at this point that you have established yourself as a major name um, prior to even getting like positions on on like televised companies like you have in the past few years. I, I think a lot of people felt like that that was a long time overdue for what you have done for, for women's wrestling, independent pro wrestling over the course of the time span. So yeah, I'm super excited to hype you up all I can. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you. <laughs> no worries. So obviously, like we're here uh, because you are challenging Mickey James for the Impact no uh, Knockouts Championship on Saturday at Turning Point. Um, and you won that opportunity by winning the Knockouts Knockdown Tournament where you debuted with Impact um, in a field that was very, very um, interesting and uh, very, very diverse. You know, obviously yourself and Jamie Senegal representing the, the Rainbow Coalition there in that tournament. Uh, you going on to win it, defeating Tasha Stills in the, in the finals. Talk to me a bit about how that came together for you. Like, when did Impact reach out? to you to get for you this opportunity and what was your feelings kind of heading into that event itself um i don't really remember when they reached out um you know i was uh pretty much just uh starting to get back on the independent scene and um they came up uh, i got a phone call from uh gail uh wanted me to be a part of something so big and, and it's history and it's making right i'd love to be a part of history no matter what it is i want to be there yes count me in um and this was an opportunity to be part of something that's just all females like you don't hear about that you know female commentators female producers female referees the talent itself i think the camera women were like females too. it was just everything females like you just get to be a part of that and just you know i i wanted to be a a part of that and um that you just can't say no right so my headspace going into that was just like wow um you know i i always want to be a part of something that can break down barriers i always want to be a part of something and whether it's a small scale or something large i want to be a part of something that can be remembered as something significant in females wrestling so being a part of knock out knock down uh the tournament itself and being with you know, someone like uh, Jamie Senegal, who's amazing, you know, she she definitely doesn't get the credit that she deserves in, in her right. Um, you know, she's, she's breaking down barriers of herself, but just being around a lot of unknown female talent that maybe I haven't seen or have seen that gets a platform of their own to showcase their, their skills. So that's something amazing. Um, me going in there is just I always take opportunities as a blessing and you want to make the memories and you want to cherish them. So me going into this tournament was, I want to make the memories. I want to embrace everything um, that they're giving me and just put out a great match and, or matches. Cause you know, I always think that when you go into a tournament, you want to win all of it. Right. So I knew that I was going in there and I was going to have three matches already only because I'm so confident in my ability that no one's going to stop me if I have an opportunity to win it all. Right. So, um, <laughs> It's just the way it goes. I mean, you know, truthfully, you know, you want, you got to be confident if you're going into stuff like this and you got, and it, when you're confident and, and not cocky, there's a difference. Uh, if you're confident in your ability, then it's going to portray that on in your matches. It's going to portray that on TV, that you're confident, that you're good with who you are and being your true self. And I think that's a big thing with this tournament. Everyone was able to be their true authentic self. And I think that's something that transcended in, you know, the production of all of this. So it was just, it, it's a blessing. I really do. And I take for what it was uh, a blessing in disguise because I didn't know what was going to come from after being on another platform what was going to become of Mercedes Martinez what someone would love to have Mercedes on their roster and impact uh, just you know gave me that opportunity and I said yes I'm here I'm here for it all <laughs> <laughs> now one thing that really like kind of popped in my head when I was watching uh, your performance in the tournament and and just the show overall the all women show there um, was your comments in the uh, the now this uh, video that you did a, a few years back, um, talking about you know how the advancement of women's wrestling as a whole and how it really has been only the last like five years or so where 
women have felt more empowered to take the reins themselves and and control their own presentations you now and including you know women running women's promotions now in in multiple places throughout the US um did you see this knockouts knockdown event and and the tournament itself as kind of like the next logical step in that of course, I think it's it's a step in the right direction. I think when it comes to, you know, from that, when I did that uh, uh, little documentary for Now This, it was what, maybe five years ago yeah. <laughs> or so. So everything was changing even then. And now you kind of, you know, fast forward and here we are now and it's just getting better. Um, there's still a long way to go, but I think this is a step in the right direction. I really do. And I don't think this is just going to be the first time that they do this. I really do think that every company out there should look at this as breaking another barrier down and making female wrestlers inclusive and making us, you know, the forefront of a lot of things. We're not in the back burner anymore in anything that we do, just with the commentators, the, you know, the referees and the production, just everything as a whole. We have, this is something monumental and it should be more highlighted that this is monumental. It shouldn't just be on the wrestlers yourself. You got to look at the casting crew that helped put this together, you know, from down from the ring crew to everybody. I think it was just a monumental thing. And it definitely is, uh, you know, females are taking that initiative now and, and, and stepping up and doing their own narrative and, and being true to themselves. And I think this tournament was a step in that right direction, letting everyone just be their true authentic self. And like, you know, I spoke about uh, Jamie and how she is her true authentic self. And I think this was a platform for her to really be her and just show everyone that this is her. Like, you may not like her, you may hate her, you may love her, but she's going to show you everything that she's got on this TV platform and that's what she's going to do because she's she's amazing um so it, it's it's I think impact is doing a very good thing with that and I, I hope that there's more to come after this I definitely will second that I hope that there is more to come as well because like that show was great all the the talent was amazing seeing and I, I will also like second like your praise of, of Jamie because it was amazing to see um her being true to herself on that stage in the way that she was, you know, not just in her own identity, but also honoring Daphne in the way that she did on that show. Um, just a whole, a very emotional time is what it, what it really felt like um, heading into that event there. Um, and it's just amazing to see that, you know, more people are getting these kind of opportunities now um with with major companies like this you know including yourself and jamie and, and so many others and staying on the topic of like being true and authentic to yourself like that is basically the calling card of the lgbtq community honestly whenever it comes to uh representation and visibility in all media fields not just pro wrestling but obviously we've seen this rise of um people within the lgbtq community that are in pro wrestling feeling that same level of empowerment to kind of be themselves um, and express themselves in ways that they truly want to be in a, a lot of different areas of pro wrestling now. You know, obviously a lot of the independent scene we've seen in AEW and Impact. Um, talk to me a little bit about like being part of that movement as well. Because like, like I said, you've been around for a while, but you you have the experience of where like you were wrestling at a time where LGBTQ acceptance was nowhere near the level that it is now in pro wrestling. So talk to me a little about watching that evolution for yourself for over that time span. 
you know what? It's um, it's really it, not that it's a touchy subject, but it really amazes me how uh, this wrestling business really embraced the LGBTQ community now. Um, you know, obviously when I started, it was very hush hush. Um, you know, you can get blackballed and all of that. You know, I've never came out publicly ever in my career. It just, if, if someone said, hey, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I've never saw it as a big deal because I always thought that my wrestling, I should be known for wrestling and not for who I date or anything like that. Like I've always, that's how it's always been. And of course, you know, 20 years ago, it was very hard that if I did come out that my life could be in danger at that time. You know, 20 years ago is a lot different than now. Um, so you have to find that balance to be who you are, but also you had to think about, okay, if, if I am my true authentic self, maybe 20 years ago when I first started, um, I probably may not be here now, um, only because of the times and, and the way the world was at that time. So for me to still be a part of this business, and see how the acceptance of you know the LGBTQ community is now. Man, I would have came out five years ago if I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because they, it's so loving, it's so warm, it's so just. I wish I'd had that 20 years ago, but for me to get it now, it's just like man, I just want to stay in this business forever now because it's so just so loving. It's just it it really does touch the heart in my soul like it really really does and for me to be able to be a voice as much as I can because I'm still a private person um, for me to be a part of the community and and help those be like hey yeah be your true authentic self whatever it is whatever you want to do you want to be flamboyant you want to show all that or you want to be a little reserved it's okay as long as you're being you and you're loving who you are and you can be yourself in the locker rooms, which was always a big deal. Um, you know, me being saying, hey, I have a girlfriend or I have a wife or and talking like it's normal. That's a big shock to me as well in the last, you know, five, 10 years or so, because I couldn't do that. Um, so to see the evolution and, and how people are so accepting now in the public eye is freaking amazing. So those that are out now in this world of professional wrestling now, man, you guys have it and you guys have it. And, you know, me going through my stuff 20 years ago and even 10 years ago, um, you know, where it wasn't as open to now, it's just like, man, I wish I can just wear the rainbow flag everywhere now um, because I couldn't. So you, you know, but it's true, you know, you, you become reserved because of your safety 20 years ago compared to now where now I can do whatever, but you still stay a little reserved because you have that, you know, that I don't know how to say the memories of what you went through back then you don't want to put everything out there but I mean, being your true authentic self is the way to go. Uh, it really is. And I just love how the community embraced us. I really, really do. Like they don't see us any differently. Um, just like the next person, I can have a conversation with someone and they can say my husband and I'm like, yeah, my wife or my kids. And they're, it's just like nothing. Like it's, it, it's so great to have that because I've never had that before. It, it really is good. And it's really just a blessing. And I'm just glad to still be here to, to see that and hopefully for a longer period of time and just, man, it's just, it really is great. Like it warms my heart. It really does. No, I, I, I am right there with you, honestly, like, and I can totally see how like those kind of like those experiences early in your career and the learned behaviors that come from that of like kind of keeping identities under wraps can definitely still permeate those feelings. Now, I think a lot of people that, um, you know, not just in pro wrestling, but people that kind of came up around that time, whenever things weren't 
as accepted, like, I think those feelings are definitely still there and they can find it a little difficult sometimes to find the right way for themselves to hourly express that for themselves. You know, I've, I myself have struggled with that here and there in different, in different ways. So I think that's a, a relative, a, a relatable um, struggle uh, for, for a lot of people there. Uh, and to your point about the kind of choosing the way that you express yourself in pro wrestling specifically, that's a conversation that I have greatly enjoyed seeing us uh, start over the past few years because, you know, so much about the historical representation of LGBTQ people or LGBTQ coded characters in pro wrestling focused on like one or two specific ideas of what LGBTQ people could be. But now, yourself included, we have all these different ways of expressing that identity uh, that really run an entire spectrum. You know, everybody from people like yourself and Mike Pero, uh, all the way down to, you know, someone like Effie, um, who just is completely out there. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it's just amazing to see that not only are like the people breaking these stereotypes in a way, but they are completely rewriting them um, in, in pro wrestling. Oh, for sure. I think, I think they're just being their true self. Like they just don't care what anyone thinks of them, which is the way it should be. It's you are who you are and you're going to express yourself the way you feel the most comfortable. Um, whether it's being like the Mike Perro, who probably people, if you see him down the street, you would never think of anything, you know? Um, but when he talks and the way he talks about his partner, it's just like, oh, okay. But that's just, it's how he embraces up. It's who he's comfortable with. And then you got the Jamie, um, who she's just out there and just being her all thanks stuff and Effie he's a I think he's a category in his own <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong I really do and then you got someone like me who's not not that I'm reserved or anything I am who I am I'm very low-key I'm really just humbled I just see everything and I'm not screaming hey I'm a lesbian out here um you know if someone asks I say yeah I just keep it very low-key I'm not one to shout it out from the rooftops but I'm also there to be like yeah this is who I am and I just keep it moving yeah I have a girlfriend yeah and just keep it moving because this, it's not a big deal to me um whereas you know others it probably is to me it's just normal i'm just a normal person and it just so happens that i'm gay <laughs> <laughs> all right yens thank you so much for tuning into lgbt in the ring uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things but i do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT check out that service uh, you can follow the show on twitter at lgbt ring pod you can follow me on twitter at wonderboy otm 
And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. I co-host that with uh, Twitch streamers Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. Well, since we are speaking a little bit about Effie, I do want to go back to the uh, what, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, the first Pride event that you ever did, uh, yes. Rise Pride and Joy. Um, of course, you were in the main against Cassandro there, a oh, uh, legend. Um, yes, Lord. Uh, in a very hard-hitting match that, you know, I think people forget that Cassandro can hang with that sometimes, but it was an awesome match. The event overall was great. Talk to me a little bit about that experience for you because, you know, I think that op- that event itself opened a lot of people's eyes to what was happening within these pro wrestling circles as it relates to LGBTQ people. Oh man, when uh, Kevin Harvey came up to me and said he was going to do this show, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a part of it. I was like, I don't care if I'm like opening match, like I don't have to be a main event. I just want to be a part of it. Um, it doesn't matter because it's, it kind of opened my eyes as someone who's not that I've been hidden, but you know, we talked about it where you know, 20 years ago, you kind of have to be very reserved to what it is now. And I'm just like, I get to be myself. What? Wait, hold on. On a show with everybody like me? Say word. Like, just put me in there, boss. Like, put me in there. I don't care who I'm wrestling. Just put me in there. I don't care who it is. Um, but if you look at the, the talent that was on that card, um, you have Candy, who's, you know, from Australia, who's, you know, Man, I've never even seen her before live. It was just amazing. And and you had, you know, uh, who else was there? You had Sunny, you had Nyla, you had Cassandra. Man, mm-hmm. you know, when whenever they told me that I was wrestling Cassandra, I was like, you kidding me? Like, you can't put him with someone else real quick? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and not to like, not that I didn't want the opportunity to have that match, don't get me wrong, but I personally was just like, man, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he can make anybody's day on this roster. And it may be the only time any of these other talent may be able to wrestle him. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to me wrestling Candy or me wrestling, you know, uh, a Jamie or anything like that. But uh, for me to have the opportunity to wrestle a living legend and an icon in his own right, uh, Cassandra was just wow. Um, and to be main event and for him to go toe to toe with me in uh, a style that maybe people are not used to. It was a very hard hitting match. It was also uh, an adaptability type of match. That's what I call them where two different styles are put together and we have to adapt to each other's styles. And it comes out like magic when you can adapt to two different styles and put on one hell of a match. Um, But man, just that show, um, I wish that we really still had rise to still continue doing shows like that. Um, I really do think that that was innovative in its own right. And I give much props to Kevin Harvey for doing that show and bringing the talent that he did, um, you know, unknowns. There was one talent, man, I can't remember her name. It's going to bother me for a long time now. Um, And it was like her first major event. And uh, it was just uh, 
the way that she carried herself and the way that she was able to check her emotions for a minute. <laughs> but it was a very emotional type of a show. Um, for me, myself, um, and I'm sure everyone felt that way, I felt very happy, but very just, my emotions were here, here, and here, here. It was for nervousness, scared, just happy. Um, I had to keep my tears at bay for a very, very long time until my match. Um, and then after the match, I just kind of let loose, and that was the end of it. Um, but it's just, I think a show like that needs to happen more often. I really, really do. And it doesn't have to be all-inclusive of just... Um, you know, of the community, I think that it should be a show of just anyone who's an ally and just be a part of the show. I really do. Um, but for us to have a place to call our own and for the audience, and, and people forget this, is the audience, 90% of that audience was part of our community, the LGBTQ, because they wanted to be a part of something that was for them. It really was. And I think that was made it that more special that the audience can be themselves and not feel afraid to be in the audience, um, you know, on a regular show, I guess you can say, but for them to feel be be a part of the show, because that was really what it is. It was for them to be them true authentic selves and for us to be our true authentic self. And I think it's a one of a kind. And I really do think someone needs to do a show like that. It needs to happen more often, not just once out of the blue. I really do someone who needs to take the ball and just run a show like that because we need it. We really, really do. And we need to showcase talent that is out there um, that are different and that fans and people out in the audience can relate to because well, that's what it all comes down to. We are relatable and there's people out there that need to relate to us and we need to put on a show for them in every facet of our lives and personalities and characters and flamboyancy that we have out there. <laughs> I really do. No, I, I definitely agree with you on that. It, it is a loss to see Rise kind of go away right now. But, you know, luckily we've had other people kind of pick up the the slack on those kind of events as well, which is great to see, you know, between Effie and Billy Dixon and so many other people that have done so many great shows over the past couple of years and kept that spirit going. It's amazing to see. I really like that you brought up the audience in this because I think sometimes that gets lost in this conversation that where there's so much focus put on the wrestlers and the events kind of fostering the spirit, but without an audience that is there and feeling like they are welcomed into the space, um, whether it be through their identity or through like being an ally or something like that, it's so, so important to make sure that you are bringing a, a fan base in that feels comfortable expressing themselves in, in the way that they do and to really celebrate uh, themselves in this community as a whole in, in the way that we saw at Rise Pride and Joy and so many other Pride events that have come in its wake. Yeah. No, I definitely do agree. I think the audience is a big part of, I think that why, I think that is why that uh, show was so successful the audience. They were able to have a place called home and really be themselves and not, and just let loose. Um, and, and just feel and feel a part of something that was groundbreaking at that time. Um, you know, I obviously a, a lot of companies, you know, went that way and, and try to include uh, the LGBT community. But I think Rise was in its own entirety when they just wanted to be inclusive and just make sure that the fan base was very um, welcoming and making sure that we can welcome the fans and let them be themselves. And I think that was an awesome thing to do. I really do. Because what better way than go to a wrestling show when you can be flamboyant yourself and sometimes outshine the wrestlers in your getup. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I've definitely been to some shows where like, whew, okay, 
audiences get into it, um, <laughs> which is what we want. Um, turning back to Impact a little bit here, because like, like we said at the top of the show, you do have a big match coming up against Mickey James. Another, I would argue, like Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling right there. Um, I, you know, so many people have, have looked to her as someone as an inspiration to get into pro wrestling, to step into the ring themselves. Um, similar to, to you, like these, we have two veteran women who have really kind of built out names and profiles and communities for themselves coming together on this big stage on impact to vie for one of the most highly sought women's championships in pro wrestling right now. Um, what are, what were your thoughts kind of whatever you realized that that was going to be the match? that you were going to be facing Mickey and like, what are you feeling now kind of just a few days out from, from stepping into the ring with her? I think when I realized that it was going to be Mickey, cause obviously I watched Bound for Glory and I had to watch who was going to be my opponent. Uh, when I realized it was going to be Mickey, it was, I don't want to say a relief, but it was only because I saw this as an opportunity to transcend a lot of, topics, right? Um, you know, if I wrestled Deanna, it would still be a banger match no matter what, um, because me, Deanna is one of the best right there I, I, in this world right now as a female wrestler. But Mickey, if you put me and Mickey in the ring, it's a whole different level of topics that you can touch on. And, and whereas two big veterans whose, you know, careers intertwined at some point, um, you know, wherever we were, we were always, you know, I've been friends with Mickey for so long that it was just a matter of time before we got in the ring together. I just didn't know it was going to be an impact. So it was just like, wow, man, this is, this is really going to happen where we are both at the top of our game, um, 20 plus years in this business, you know, I'm turning 41 and, you know, she's right up there and it's just like, we're going to show the world that like our age is only a number. We are in the prime of our careers. Uh, we're here at, you know, going for one of the top, you know, titles ever in any promotion that people are going for. And we are going to put a classic match out there that people probably would never expect. Like you just don't with the experience that we have and the level of talent that we both have. Um, we're just going out there to prove a lot of people wrong and to level up the bar and let people know that, you know what, we're here and we're still going to be here and we're going to give you a banger of a match that you're never going to see anywhere else that this is the only place you're going to see it is on impact. So to me, in my head, I'm like, man, this is what we're going to do. And it was humbling. And then you have to then I have to check myself and be like, yeah, I deserve this. Let's <laughs> 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 be real here, right? Yeah, you know, you know, I can be professional all I want, but in the end of the day, you know, going into a, a couple of days out from turning point, I really check myself and I have to be like, you know what, Mercedes, you deserve this. You know, you deserve to be in a place and work for a company for a title um, and be valued and be your true authentic self and be who you are. So if I'm gonna win a title anywhere in any promotion and anywhere around the world, it has to be at Impact. Why? Because Impact is giving me the chance to be free, giving me the chance to be me, the real Mercedes Martinez that everyone loves, that everyone has grown up to see and follow throughout her career. This is the Mercedes that you're going to get, the rugged and thugged Mercedes, this OG badass that it's been consistent for 21 plus years and on a big platform that if when I win that title, because it's not if, it's when 
I win that title. And that's that turning point that I am going to level up the game and level up the division because anyone that's coming for that title after I win it, of course, um, I'm just going to elevate their game 10 times more. And that's really what it comes down to. The women's division is on fire now at Impact, but in my head, I'm like, I can bring it up more notches than what it is right now. It's fire now, but by the time I get that title and those matches coming after I have that title, they're just going to be way, you're not even going to know what to call them. They're going to be like freaking volcano erupting because those are going to be banger matches, you know, and that's how I have to see it now because I know my worth and going into, you know, turning point, much love to Mickey. I love her to death and much respect to her and she level up the game and no one thought she was going to win the title now. But imagine me winning that title. I'm just going to put her in a place and be like, sorry, mama, I love you, but it's my time now. <laughs> it's the era of Mercedes right now. And we need it. We need it. People want it. I want it. We need the era of Mercedes, the era of the OG badass. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to disagree at all. <laughs> I would, I, I like, I love Mickey, but I, I think I'm in your corner this weekend. Um <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me a little bit. You said something very interesting in, through that, um, th in your, your comments there about this idea of like realizing your worth and realizing your self worth. Like, is that something that you struggled with throughout uh, through your pro wrestling career? Like, kind of recognizing that you do deserve some of the the praise and the accolades that you have achieved during that time span. Yeah, you know, I've gotten. I, I mean. I've had amazing matches and I've won titles and, you know, you, you get so much accomplishments. I, I have so much accomplishments uh, in my career and so many goals that I've achieved, but I was always, you have that self-doubt. You really do because, you know, for 20 years, uh, maybe even 19, I've never had the big platforms to showcase my talent. All my friends have, and, and everyone goes through this, not just me, um, you know, and I've always been the supporter of, you know, I'm going to help elevate you to get to where you want to go. Um, my talent speaks for itself and I will always have great matches and I was always being consistent, but I never had the opportunity to show my worth on a grand stage. And sometimes you have to be the team player and sometimes you have to know your role and be the team player. But I've always knew that I was more than just a team player, that I was the one that can lead a division. And I've led many divisions and I'm not there to, you know, to my own horn or anything. I just know what I was worth. I know what I can bring to the table. And if people just gave me that chance and that platform, give it to me. Um, but it, it took a long time for me to know that worth. It really, really did. Um, you know, when you have the self-doubt and I've took hiatus from wrestling, whether it was for injury and took a little longer time and just blamed it on the injury <laughs> um, because you're, 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 well, mentally, you know, it, it, it's a mind, it's a mind game. You know, you, you have this, you know, we talk about mental health and wrestlers and that is one big thing is the self-doubt and the self-worth is, are you? can you really get to that level that you see all your friends get? Why are you not getting those opportunities? And I work hard and sometimes harder than some people work. Why am I not getting those opportunities? And then you have to, I have to check myself back and be like, you know what, Mercedes, the opportunities that come your way are there for a reason. So things happen for a reason. And no matter how hard you try to get to a national stage, maybe it wasn't your time 10 years ago. There's a reason why you had to hone your craft this long. And there's a reason why you're at impact right now, buying for a title after only maybe what, five weeks into the company. There's a reason for that. And it's because it's your time. Your self-doubt and your self-worth pays off this Saturday. Like it really does. And it's just, 
it, it really just, it cements me. And I'm just like, yes, 21 years, finally. Like, this is something that I've been working for. And it's just culminating now. The universe puts you in those places. And I'm just glad that I was able to still after 21 years get this opportunity. And I'm not going to let it go to waste. And I'm not going to have my self-doubt going into this Saturday, um, you know, November 20th for, for Turning Point. I'm not going to have it ruin it. I'm going to be in there confident, not cocky, confident <laughs> and rugged and aggressive and just say, yeah, I deserve this. I really do. This is what I worked hard for, to be on a national stage, win a title, and show all those people who didn't have uh, their faith in me, prove them wrong, and show that I can lead a division and have banger matches for anything that comes after. It really does. Uh, well, honestly, like I agree. This is a much-deserved moment for you, 21 years in the making. Mercedes, thank you so much for sitting down with us and taking the time. Definitely make sure to check out Mercedes taking on Mickey James for the Impact Knockouts Championship, November 20th, Turning Point. Uh, Mercedes, let everybody know where they can find you online. Well, you can find me on social media. I am on Facebook. Just look up Mercedes Martinez. Make sure it's actually a picture of me and make sure there's a lot of posts on there because you know there's a lot of fakes. <laughs> um, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at the handle of at RealMMartinez. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mercedes. Oh, no, thank you. My thanks once again to Mercedes for taking the time to sit down and chat with me ahead of this big match for her against Mickey James on Saturday at Turning Point. You know, um, the Impact Knockouts Championship is uh, one of the more um, highly regarded women's championships out there, you know, and I think it would look real nice around Mercedes' waist. No no shade to Mickey or anything like that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Either way, it's going to be a fun match, and I am fully engrossed in whatever Mercedes Martinez has uh, coming up for her as, as she continues on this um, historic and supremely influential career that she's had. But as she continues to build her legacy, we will not continue with this episode of the show. Um, that's it for us this week. Definitely go back and check out the, the full gear rundown with Colette Aaron. Always love chatting with her. Um, and, you know, come back next week for another episode of LGBT in the Ring. Cast your votes for the QWI Awards. Keep your eye out. December 3rd, we're dropping the first batch of the QWI 200. It's going to be a fun end of the year, y'all. I am uh, fully engrossed in it. <laughs> I I love it. I really do. And I really appreciate all of you as well for your input and your participation in a lot of this, too. too. So, um, But that's it for us this week. Uh, until next time, y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, and just be your true authentic self. Everybody's ready to die. Bye. Everybody's ready to die. They didn't see it coming from the top of the bridge. You made a deal with the